You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share bad. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the Good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. everybody and welcome to nerd to know basis here on phoenix 92.5 fm and this week we're just taking it easy (laughs) they've they've left it in the hands of the two most capable people on the planet i'm kev and i'm katie (laughs) howdy (laughs) y'all we're so experienced we're so experienced we've definitely been on the show like in the past month (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i know we're just running this stuff did you forget we were even on the show (laughs) because i sure did (laughs) (laughs) hey listen we all have like our own frantic bouts of dissociation it's fine it's march no no actually Damn, yo, that's wrong. It's April. <laughs> I just love how the one week that the two of us actually show up, nobody else is here. <laughs> hey, Katie, like, have you showered recently? Because I, I think I have. <laughs> um, I have a vague recollection. <laughs> like, you know, I've definitely been wet recently. I think that, that counts, right? <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, even though nobody else is here, in a stark revelation uh, for this show, we actually have on-topic news to talk about oh, this ooh, week. I and wonder what I it think, is. Oh, Kelsa Freeze. And I think the, the, the foremost, the one of the, the foremost in being the headline I read today <laughs> is uh, we have officially gotten confirmation that they are greenlighting a sequel to The Batman. The Batman! Um, which I think a lot of people probably saw coming, but like now we have actual firm proof. And I have a lot of kind of mixed emotions about it. Ooh, tell us, Uncle Kev. I like, I, I really did like The Batman. I thought it was a, like a really strong turn for a superhero that has kind of been done to death. Our paths absolutely killed us. It like it, it took it in a kind of a weird melancholic uh, turn, and so I, I think I'm ha- while I'm happy it's actually getting a sequel, and I hope that this like I just hope to God it doesn't spin. They don't decide to spin this off into DC Cinematic Music Universe 2.0. <laughs> Try revving that ignition again. 
Um, I'm well, happy now, that in, it's getting... In fairness yeah. now, if they did do another cinematic universe and they did it as good as the Batman, that would be okay. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. That involves a sense of cogency that DC, I just don't think, has. Give them a chance. I mean, I'm personally Marvel's mm. probably biggest naysayer, and I've been really enjoying what they're putting out lately. So, you know, anyone oh, can yeah. turn it around. Yeah, no, it's like, like DC, I think DC have got to have had a better track record by just kind of scattershotting, not even trying to, to connect things. Like, they just did the Suicide Squad again, and hey, it turns out when you get a good director involved and don't try to reshoot the movie five times, you get a good movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so no, DC, it's just like, like, that's, I think DC are better at just kind of doing individual products and not trying to tie them together with a bow. That's and The one, the, the, the kind of the big thing, and I suppose light spoilers for the Batman, if like, if you don't want to know what's definitely going to be in the trailers for it when it does launch, they hinted at the end that the next villain is going to be the Joker again, uh, played by Barry Keown. And while I'm delighted for Barry Keown, that love to see an Irish actor getting this much, uh, this much stake in the game. Can we stop with the Joker? <laughs> No, the the Joker is literally the best thing about Batman and I will die on this hill. And I know people are fed up and people are like, oh, they're just trying to top Heath Heath Ledger. And it's like, so? (laughs) Let them. The Joker's awesome. I think it's just it like it's it's a level of exhaustion with a character I just haven't felt in a long time. I like that's I think that's another thing. That's one of the reasons I was so excited for this one, because we haven't had a good Riddler. And this one is definitely different enough than Jim Carrey that I think it counts. Yeah, because like with Jim Carrey as the Riddler, don't get me wrong, he was brilliant, but he kind of played the Riddler as Joker, if that makes sense. Yeah, there, yeah. No, I get that. There were there were elements. Mm. But yeah, no, he was like, I don't know. I kind of, I enjoyed the Riddler in the Batman until they took the mask off and I was like, oh, it's Paul Dano. (laughs) And then that kind of just killed it for me. You know, I don't know. He just, he didn't have the kind of face that I was expecting, I suppose. (laughs) You just kind of, you know, up until then, he's been a man of mystery and a man of terror. And oh, wait, no, it's just Paul Dano. (laughs) Yeah, no, like literally, you know, the mask comes off or whatever. And I was like, okay, he looks about 12. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I, I mean, I mean, with it, like, to be fair, he does have the face of a man who definitely trolls Reddit forums. <laughs> I, li- I like Paul Dano as an actor. I'm just, I'm just saying what we're all thinking. Like, I'm not, like, he played it well yeah. up until the mask came off. And then I was just like, ah, ah, ah. But <laughs> as I said, I, I, I'm skeptical, but I, I think this is a team that, um, I think like it, I because I don't know if they've confirmed if it's the same director again, uh, whose name is escaping me. But uh, he, he's most he's most known for the the latter two uh, Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes movies. To Google, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do you do that. I'm <laughs> I'm on a phone. I'm I'm currently doing about five different things on a phone that can't handle it. So Matt Reeves, you, Matt Reeves, yes. Uh, yeah, no, so like, I they haven't confirmed if he's coming back for it, but 
I'm thinking like if they keep at least a similar enough team, I'm sure it's still going to be a great movie. And yeah, as as long as they don't do that thing where they get a brand new director in and then the director like completely retcons everything that happened in the last one and starts to set up their own franchise, like just keep it going the way it was going because it's doing well. Yeah. Oh, actually, uh, side tangent. Another. Uh, I think it's. I think that well, this is something that was announced a while ago, but something that was a bit of a revelation to me. Have you heard about the Barbie movie? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me about this. There is a, yeah, there is a hot, like Hollywood are finally kickstarting a Barbie movie um, with Margot Robbie. Oh no. Um, oh no. No, oh. I went, for, I was going like, I, I went from like very uncaring to slightly intrigued because it's Margot Robbie, but the director is Greta Gerwig. <laughs> What? <laughs> That's the thing. I like, like, listen, like when you think Hollywood Barbie movie, I, I, I am very pro Barbie. I think, I think Barbie has done a lot of great stuff over the years. Oh, uh, Barbie's Prince, amazing. Barbie Prince and the Pauper, masterpiece. Life in the Dreamhouse, literally one of the funniest shows I've ever watched in my life. Barbie, Barbie can slay. Um, but like when you kind of like when you think a Hollywood bar movie, you think like the most watered down, cliched thing on the planet. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's the thing. I like no, like because that's the thing. When you like, I thought when I heard they were, like they were kickstarting, I thought they were going to get a kind of a no name direct just to pump out something that just kind of kicked, like you know, hit that nostalgia energy. But um, yeah, Greta Gerwig uh, from Little Women and and, and Lady Bird. And I think it's it's just more that I think she's definitely good. Like she's an she's a director that definitely knows how to uh, tell very strong and interesting female told stories. Uh, and like that's the thing, Barbie. I think definitely kind of works in the light, like better in the light of actually being a a very strong feminist icon. So I I'm intrigued now. Uh, like, it, I think Greta Gerwig could do something very interesting with it. Yeah, I'm kind of just just looking at it here. I'm kind of morbidly curious. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd say I'm excited because it's Margot Robbie and I'm not a huge fan of hers anyway, but definitely morbidly curious. That's it. I, 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 I'm interested to see. Because, um, like, that's I, like, I, again, I would love it if they got, again, the Riders of Life in the Dreamhouse because that show is gold. To just what I what I suppose I kind of look for is that one of the key things about Barbie for me is the fact that she is effectively a god being in her universe, and any at all of the best media that's done her accepts that as just fact. If you kind of get what I'm saying. Hold on a second. I'm seeing something here that Michael Sarah is involved. Oh really? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Michael Sarah's Ken, I think actually kind of works. <laughs> oh. I I feel like someone I, is trolling me, but at the same time I really want this to be true. But like I can definitely see that. Again, Ken absolute like uh absolute Michael Sarah's not buff uh, enough to be a himbo, but definitely just kind of like just kind of simple man, just living his life, just loving his girlfriend. That's it. It says here Ryan Gosling as Ken. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. He's, he's, 
he's got he's got one of those faces that says head empty only <laughs> only vibes. Hold on, Will Ferrell. What's going on with this movie? <laughs> I think it's like it's it's still in production. I think it's 2023 produced. So I think we're gonna get a lot of like I think there's there's still kind of a lot of stuff in the air with it. I and... I feel like someone is trolling me right now. This <laughs> this can't be right. Michael Sarah, Will Ferrell, and Ryan Gosling. Like what's happening? There, yeah, no, like it's <laughs> this definitely. I can guarantee you this much. This isn't an elaborate ploy of a bunch of links I've set up for you. <laughs> this is a very uh, this is a very long con April Fools you're doing right now. <laughs> Again, like listen, you know, considering I started this episode thinking it was March, <laughs> I would I wouldn't put it past. That's the biggest April Fools of all. <laughs> it's, it's actually May. <laughs> like you know, yeah, we're like three days away from May here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, no, and that's and hey, you know, I'm just living. <laughs> God bless you. You do try your best. <laughs> do I? <laughs> that's news to me. But yeah, no, we'll we'll definitely be checking out, you know, Barbie when that happens. Hey, you know, that's that's a nerd to know day if I ever saw one. That's, yeah. that's, let's just let's just drag Dara out of Blanchardstown and just bring go see the Barbie movie. <laughs> Yeah, let's make a day of it. <laughs> Nerd to know day trip. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd be down. You go that. ahead. Oh no, I just said I'd be down for that. <laughs> That's a sounds like a good ass day. Yeah. <laughs> and, but yeah, in other world news, um, I suppose how do I put this nicely? Netflix be tripping. <laughs> oh no. Tell have you, us have why. you have you heard about this? I have heard whisperings and and vague things, and I've I've been trying to stay away from you know negative news lately, which is probably a bad idea considering that we do podcast about news. <laughs> 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 but um, I I I I feel like it has something to do with password sharing. But you know, what's your take on this? There's a whole lot of stuff going on. <laughs> So Netflix, they recently had a pretty drastic price hike. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons they kind of doubled down on it is because they are blaming password sharing. They are doubling down on the fact that like they are claiming they are losing subscri- subscribers because people are sharing their passwords. Goodness me. But they are doubling down on that, hiking up the prices, which, you know, will probably cause people to leave their service. But on top of that, they have also had recently massive staff layoffs <gasps> and have gone and just cancelled several of their major animation projects. Oh my. So no, that's so we are now in a situation where Netflix is just kind of slowly but surely cancelling all of its popular shows, increasing the price, and making and by and they're also trying their best at um, basically tracking password sharing outside of the same house. So they're also going to try and actively punish their own user base. So h- hang on a minute now, because yep. when Disney put their price up, 
it was because they were adding more options, more shows, everything like that. Whereas Netflix seems to be doing the opposite. They put the price up and they're offering less. That's, yeah, that's literally it. They're upping the price and saying, no, people who are sharing passwords are doing this. It's like, it is a confounding business model. And like, it, it really seems like if they just continue on this path, they are going to lose more and more subscribers. And the thing is, is with the way the media landscape is kind of kicking, because, like, because Netflix got... Netflix got the way it was because it took everything from all these major cable networks and put it in one place and made it incredibly handy. Mm-hmm. Now cable networks have gotten wise and been like, oh no, we'll do that. Take all of our shows back and put it onto their platforms, which are just now making cable, but also Wi-Fi. Yeah. Online. So, yeah, no, they're... Which, uh, listen, isn't good. Well, I'll put my hand up and say that right now. But yeah, so Netflix, it's losing the points it had by losing its show, by losing the shows it was taking from other places. And now by actively canceling the shows it was making itself and again, asking for more money, I, like, they have got to start figuring out, they've got to start getting their house in order. Otherwise they are not going to be around for long. But I like, mean, this, I, this, this could be the sign of the end. <laughs> but I mean, like, I feel like they do this every couple of years. There's, it, there always seems to be something every few years where it's, you know, Netflix is, is going under or they're raising prices or they don't have any funds or, do you know what I mean? There's always something. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, it, it does crop up, but this time, like, Obviously, it all remains to be seen. Yeah. But, like, it basically, it, it, it keeps boiling down to Netflix have now kind of, they've, they've, they've spent their time kind of situating themselves like as a brand where they have, like, because they, they do still have solid go-to shows. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, and especially recently, uh, we might get into it later, but the reason I haven't caught up on Moon Knight is because Netflix have just decided end of end of April is the time to drop all their shows. Uh, so, like, I've been watching Better Call Saul, and I've been watching Russian Doll, and like this. So there is still good stuff, but it's like if they, it's only if they keep that up, will yeah. I actually continue to pay for Netflix? Because that's then that's also the next thing is, is this actually worth my money? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I get you. Because, like, we have, in the house, we have Netflix and Disney. And uh, we recently got Amazon Prime as well. But Netflix is probably the one that we would use the most. Mm. You know? So, it, I don't know. <laughs> like, if they start hiking up the price and offering less in return, it's, it's they are definitely going to put people off. I mean, and nobody wants to be paying four, five, six, seven, maybe 10 different services, subscription fees. So, you know, people will just drop the weakest link. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's all, and it's always been a, um, uh, a, 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 and like on top of that, not only do they have to contest with the other major streaming services of Disney, Amazon, HBO, they have to contest with the pirates. Yeah. Because especially in like net, because the reason piracy took a dip when Netflix 
came to the scene was because it was more convenient to use Netflix than to pirate. Yeah, everything, how, everything was accessible. Everything was there. Everything was accessible at the touch of a button. So if Netflix is making things less accessible by hiking up the price by such a ludicrous degree, then, hey, uh, maybe people are just going to try and find your shows elsewhere. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're going to go on a little boat ride, sail the high seas. So, like, that's the thing. It, it's always kind of... It's always been a... Uh, a matter of it's always been a, a battle of convenience yeah and and that that's purely it because people don't necessarily want to be pirating or downloading or anything like like they want to they want to be able to just access things and when you can't access things then you have to get more creative about yeah. how you access them in theory or like that's the thing like it's 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 either um, if you're if you're dead set on watching that specific show, but you're not willing to fork out like an unreasonable amount of money for it, it's all it's that. Or if you're not even that bothered about watching the show, you just go elsewhere. Like Netflix would be my second go-to streaming platform after YouTube, because <laughs> hey, if you want accessibility, YouTube's just got kind of anything. <laughs> I know that's that's something we actually joke about in the house as well, because like I pay for Disney and Amazon and my brother pays for Netflix. And then my dad watches B movies on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like we have all of this stuff we're paying for and you're using the free service. <laughs> and like I fully get him. Hey, sure. Yeah, no, I could watch Moon Knight or I could watch a Dude, talk about Dark Souls for five hours. <laughs> he can watch a very low-budget horror film. <laughs> well, no, I could do that. I, I could do that a lot of things. Um, but yeah, so like that's it. Like it really, it just it, like again. I I, I think I'm just going to keep end up keep beating myself on this. It's it's convenience, and. Yeah. Yeah, they. I, I think they need to do some soul searching and realize that hey, maybe the problem isn't people sharing passwords. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean, because pe- people are going to do that like anyway, because you know, they say, Oh, yeah, keep it in the household, but then you have family mm. members who maybe don't live in your house, um, and maybe they have an account, you use one of theirs, they use one of yours. Like, people are just going to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People are always going to find a way to kind of work around that system. And that's the other thing, like, because they are trialing softwares, I think, in South America now to to crack down on private on um, on password sharing. So and the only way I could fathom them doing that is through uh, GPS tracking the accounts. And hey, Netflix, you don't get that data. You don't get you don't get that data. That's. Something, something tells me that's a, that's, a, that's a big GDPR. I mean, I think they're already doing that anyway, because I remember going on holidays a few years back and we went to Moldova and we went to log into the Netflix account and we couldn't access it. Yeah, no, there, there, there is regioning. Um, mm. Like it's the same, obviously it's the same logic with using a VPN and getting holds, wholly different licensed swabs of... Um, of of of, li- of libraries and um, but yeah just the idea of netflix seeing like mm, the person who owns this account doesn't live in this house no no nah, don't like that yeah 
I mean, you know, if people are paying for it, does it really matter? Like it's, you know, it would be akin to say buying something in a shop and bringing it home. Like the shop doesn't get to say what you do with it. As long as you're not, you know, as long as you're not broadcasting it kind of live for hundreds of people to see. Yeah. Yeah. I like that's the thing that especially with Netflix compared to, um, Oh, what was, I think it was before HBO Max, the big joke was that there was only one person with an HBO subscription and that password got shared a billion times. <laughs> uh, like there is limitations. Like Netflix, if like depending on your tiers, Netflix will only let you watch, I think, up to four, eight things at once. Yeah, I mean, I think in our house, it's two. Two people can use it at a time. Yeah, depending on the tier. Um so, like, what does it matter if you're sharing the password if only two people can watch at the same time anyway? That's it. Like, it, like yeah, you, you've already got limitations. Like, like, the fact that it's happening in a different house is not going to change that. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I <laughs> just to get a little psychologist on it, people are not going to be like, oh, darn, uh, Netflix says I can't uh, use my brother's login. Well guess i'll pay netflix for canceling my subscription no yeah i mean that's, if, if that's anything, not an issue if anything that's just gonna make people not want to yeah oh yeah oh yeah nah they yeah they they, they have some serious souls there to do <laughs> yeah like on the i on the one hand i understand you know what i mean it's business you need to make money but I think this whole password sharing thing is such a minuscule problem. Like, you know, how, how much percentage of profits are they actually losing this way? Yeah. And also, you know, um, I don't think we need to get into actual world events, but just, you know, hey, Olympics, maybe you're losing, maybe you're losing users because of uh, a rise in inflation. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Listen, I'm I'm no big city lawyer. Yeah, I mean, there's inflation, there's war, there's like, maybe, you know, maybe, mass hey, maybe you're losing, Yeah, maybe you're using, maybe like, you don't have the recurrent users uh, because people aren't literally spending the 24 hours indoors they did last year. Just a hypothesis, you know? I mean, that, you know, it seems unlikely to me, but you might be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a simple kid with a simple engineering degree and no sense of economics whatsoever. But I just think that that might be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the password sharers that are wrong. See <laughs> <laughs> <Seymour>! more. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, this is going to be a fun one to, to see unfold. <laughs> That's it. Like, we'll wait and see. Um, but, yeah, no, like, I, like in the meantime, they are still platforming some, some good stuff. So I suppose I'll keep paying for it. Uh, which, yeah, no, on that, uh, y'all better call Saul. It's still great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. uh, like, it's been, like, seven years since Breaking Bad, and I think... Like we we've been judging a lot of stuff um, uh, 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 separated like that made seven years from then. I think we can all agree better. Uh, Breaking Bad still absolutely holds up. I better call Saul is just holding that up even more. 
Oh yeah, I I just recently rewatched Breaking Bad, and I was like, oh, I forgot how good this show is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it it it's because like I I was kind of doing some reflecting on it, and because it came out in the proximity of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. I, like I, like this might be just me. I think there was a little bit of stink got on it by association. Yeah, I suppose. And just like so, I like just kind of like when I think about it, I was like, oh yeah, you know the 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 early twenty tens. Yeah, I mean it was good. Game of Thrones kind of ended poorly. I'm pretty. I'm pretty, I oh. think those other shows are pretty good. Okay. And just it, like it only was, it only maybe actually like, kind of thinking back to the end. Oh no, hold on, Breaking Bad lived up lived up to the hype it was getting and still managed to stick the landing. <laughs> yeah, no, Game of Thrones was was like it was kind of a a first in itself in that it ended so badly so poorly that it completely wiped itself from popular culture yeah like yeah completely like just as if it never existed you know and um, like i i've watched like the first season again since those first few seasons were really good yeah it just it tanked itself hard yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I stopped watching probably around the end of season five. Um, I think it was like the end of season five because I remember just seeing the finale and going, eh. You probably made the right decision, honestly. Yeah, yeah I, no, oh no, I know. I Like looking at it now and, and seeing, you know, how people reacted to the, the finale and everything. It's like, I'm kind of glad I didn't invest any more in that but. Yeah, it's it's just so strange that something that started so well, so good, and like caught so many people's attention could just go so wrong. Oh yeah, no, like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is going to be studied in uh, in in media courses. Oh yeah, for, for a while after for, this, <laughs> forever and ever. Yeah, ever. Which- yeah. And like that's let me tell you, um, they, like David Benioff and uh, DB Vice, they are names I'm going. I have been keeping an eye out for. Like, I think it was a Netflix. Uh, I think it's a movie that came in, like teen rom com thing, but that these like you know two awkward teens. Uh, but they ended up connecting through heavy metal, and I can't. And I think that was like a big. Uh, it might have been Tom Morello. I think was involved. And I was like, oh, oh, that looks cute. I can go for a heavy metal thing. Written by David Benioff. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, no, I'm good. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be over here. You do you. <laughs> lower expectations. <laughs> Not even lower expectations. Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> yeah, sometimes oh. you just see a name and you're like, I know this is, this is not going to be good. It's not, I'm not going to like this. <laughs> Or sometimes you see a name, it's like, this is going to be good. I'm not going to like this as your finger inches ever closer toward the play button. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll just watch the first five minutes. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll give it another five minutes. Uh, maybe five more. I'm 15 minutes into it. Let's just see how it ends. What do you mean it's April? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost May. <laughs> You keep telling me this. I'm not like, gonna believe we, it. We're so far into April that we're almost out the other side. 
I know it's been a while. I know. <laughs> I mean, we can pretend it's March if it makes you feel better. I, we can try. <laughs> How about that? Uh, that storm recently. <laughs> really, really, when the really, yeah, when the cuts right through you. It was the. Hey, audience, how's this for audio content? Is this doing anything for you? <laughs> They're never going to let us run the show ever again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we haven't brought up Star Wars yet. I think we're doing all right. <laughs> Dara's just going to come back and he's going to be like, guys, the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just say, you left us unsupervised. Hey, we, Keen left us the Zoom key. <laughs> we can do what we want. Just us building a pillow for it inside of digital nerd no landscape. <laughs> I'm sorry, your authority isn't recognized inside Fort Kickass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, Lou, lordy, lordy, Lou. Um, I suppose then what? Uh, how, what has? Uh, what is like? While, while we're coping with the fact that it's the back end of April. What has Katie been up to um, <laughs> over these last two months? Well, I mean, seeing as it's March, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be really cheeky and I'm going to throw in uh, a very well-timed review of the latest Kirby installment. Oh, yes. Absolutely. But- I, I, I am very interested to actually see what you think about this because um, I've... I I've, I have not heard a lot about this game. So, like, I love Nintendo stuff, but something about Kirby just kind of didn't interest me. But go ahead, please, and uh, please tell tell us about Kirby. You know, I was the exact same. Like, because I'm someone who was very late to Nintendo. Like, I we I didn't have a Nintendo growing up. I think mm-hmm. the last Nintendo we actually had in the house was like a Nintendo sixty four or something like that. So. I never actually played any Kirby games. I wasn't familiar with them other than the fact I knew that he was a, you know, a pink blob that ate people for a living. Um, Shaped like a friend, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. cute and cuddly, but he'll he'll eat you and kill you and destroy you, like swallow you whole. Um, which is a premise that is just so baffling to me. <laughs> it's like he is literally the cutest thing. Like, I have not seen a cuter character. He looks like he could be a Pokemon. You know, <laughs> he's just so adorable and wholesome. And all he does is like laugh and smile. And then he opens his mouth and he swallows a guy whole and absorbs his essence. Like, yeah, who, who wrote this? Who came up with this? Uh, I believe his name is uh, Sakurai. And he went on to be very famous with Smash Brothers. But, continue. but like, <laughs> who, who, who okayed this for children? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that would be Shigeru Miyamoto. That's 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 who you can play put the blame on. <laughs> I mean, if you were to pitch this nowadays with no pictures or anything, just give a description of the game, people would go, "Man, that's really dark." <laughs> <laughs> but and they've just they've just let them keep doing it for like 30, 40 years. <laughs> yeah, but the, well, this is the thing because this is I think the the newest one, it uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I think it's like the 35th installment in the series. That Something wouldn't like that? surprise it, Like it's, if they include all the spin-offs, that yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. I think there it's like number 35 in Kirby games and it's the first 3d installment. So as far as I'm aware, I've only, 
played two Kirby games. Um, I'll get into that in a minute. But as far as I'm aware, it's the older games were all 2D side scrollers. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, most of the core of Kirby stuff is all like a lot of 2D platformers. Yeah. Like very old school Mario. Um, and then there was a lot of spin-offs on like kind of uh, cart racers and, and uh, kind of golf coursey games. Hey, Kirby's, Nintendo Kirby's had a long time. I mean, yeah. if, if Mario can play golf, why can't Kirby? <laughs> but hey, Mario plays golf. Kirby is golf. <laughs> yeah, Kirby's the golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- this is the first 3D installment. And it, it for my first jump into a Kirby game, I really enjoyed it. Like, I really, really, and it's it's one of those games that lulls you into a false sense of security. So it starts <laughs> off, you know, you're playing the game and you're like, this is really cute. This is really fun. This is really, like, easy to get into and it's intuitive and it's quirky. And, oh, my God, what is that, that thing chasing me down a hallway? It looks like a melted <laughs> army of snakes, you know? Like, it just, it's one of those things. It's, I... <sighs> I don't know. I love it so much because it's so wrong. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, it, it's just, ugh, you know, like, cause the enemies are these cute little, um, cute little creatures. And you actually kind of feel bad killing them because they're so adorable. And it, you know, and then you get to the end and without wanting to spoil too much, you basically find out that they're being, you know, mind controlled by this, fetus looking alien creature that then decides to just absorb them all and turns into an amorphous blob and tries to eat you <laughs> I, I, I will say that is the one infamous thing I know about the Kirby franchise is that like it's a fun game where you're hanging out with Wazzles you've got a little bandana and you go and fight King Day 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 who's this big penguin and a big coat oopsie that's only 60% of the game and then you kill God <laughs> Yeah, and that, like, I had no frame of reference for this because I'd never played a Kirby game before. So, you know, I got to the part where you're fighting uh, King Day-to-Day or whatever his name is, and I was like, this is a really cool boss fight. This is really cool. And then the game wasn't over. Like, it kept going. (laughs) And I was like, okay, so he's not the bad guy, but, you know, all of my Wikipedia research has led me to believe that he is always, almost always the bad guy. Um, but let's just keep going. So, you know, we kept going. We found this really scary alien thing, you know, that then turns into something that looks like a really amazing Pokemon. Turns out to be one of the hardest boss fights that you will ever do. And it's in a Kirby <laughs> game. Really? And then you do that. And th- you think the game finishes. But no, there's still like a whole other half of <laughs> keeps going and it gets harder and harder and more difficult and more dark and twisted and you know it's just like who came up with this (laughs) i love it so much but i'm so weirded out by the entire thing like i don't know what's going on oh like i i think i'm just i i'm so delighted that it is that weird (laughs) yeah because i mean they marketed this game as like a cute town building kind of thing. You know, you save the Waddle Dees, they build the town, you can go explore the town and like go to the little cinema and watch movies and you can go to the restaurant and eat little cute little Kirby themed things. And oh my goodness, look at that big horrible alien thing coming at you. It turned into a comet at one point and came crashing towards the stage. And 
Ah, but have you considered the fact that Kirby can turn into a car, though? <laughs> well, this is it, yeah. Because and you know what, Kirby as a car is one of the most fun things because they give you little race courses, and it's just wow. so fun. And you know, you know, he can do things like he can eat a vending machine and shoot soda cans at people, and he can like <laughs> he can inhale a, a, a like a traffic cone and like impale people with it. It's amazing. Like I, I, you know, I don't know. At one point, you fight Meta Knight, and you know, when you win, you get a prize, and they give you his sword. So now you're running around, and you have a little Meta Knight helmet on, and like it's and just I, I. Who gave Kirby a sword? I, you know what? I can't. I have no idea what's going on, but I, I am here for it, and I want more of it, and I hope they do more of it because, like, I literally went. You know, when I finished the game, I went online and I was like, I need more Kirby. How do I get more Kirby? And I oh, found you, you joined the cult of Kirby. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And I found that there there was actually a previous Kirby installment called Star Allies for the Switch. So I got that, you know, so I bought like two Kirby games in the space of a <laughs> week, basically just laid out on the couch in my pajamas, went feral and played <laughs> nothing but Kirby, you know, and again, <laughs> It's one of these, like, so Kirby Star Allies is, like, a side-scroller, which is fine because it was so enjoyable that, you know, it. I, I'm i not usually a, a 2D, 2D game kind of person. Side-scrollers kind of freak me out, but I enjoyed it yeah. so much that I, you know, didn't even notice. And then it got to, like, the last boss fight where you fight God. <laughs> and you're, like, on a shooting star. Suddenly the game is 3D. You're on a shooting star with all your little Kirby friends. And you're just like shooting lasers at this giant godlike being that looks like it should be in Majora's mask. <laughs> so, like, I have no idea who comes up with this stuff. I want more Kirby. Like, I never knew that I could find a love like this. Uh, you've, 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 you've entered a whole new world, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that uh, with the next time we're on this show by, let's say, I don't know, maybe April. Uh, you'll have just thought you'll play more Kirby games. Oh, do you know, I I think I'm just gonna have to go back and play more Kirby because, like, I I've never been obsessed with a person the way I'm obsessed with Kirby. You know, like I've never been in a relationship with someone <laughs> where I wanted to be around them as much as I want to be around Kirby. <laughs> you just you know sometimes you just it sometimes you know you just kind of feel lonely at night and you think. What if I were in Kirby? Oh, no. We're on at five. We're on at five. We're on at five. We're on at five. <laughs> we're unsupervised. <laughs> Kian, come back. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, like, I... Oh, yeah, I I have never known love like this, and uh, I just, I that, want more. <laughs> that sounds absolutely wonderful. Um, yeah. And I think you might have sold me, because I, like... I'm playing, uh, like, I'm playing Hor uh, Horizon Midwest right now, which mm -hmm. is great. It's really polished. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It is everything I expected it to be. It's not like, it's, it's okay, it, correction, it has taken exactly one book wild swing that I love. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, for the most part, it is, like, it is about as kind of safe and just exactly what I expected from a sequel to Horizon. So, like, just finding out that, like, oh, no, you know, Kirby, it's, you know, that game where you turn into a car and you have a fun platform adventure and then things go hog wild. 
Yeah, things I go like that's, horribly, yeah. horribly wrong for Kirby. <laughs> I think and that might end. He's, he's just adorable through the whole thing. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like, it's the pure characteristic. I can never, I can't imagine Kirby being like upset. But like, even when he does his angry eyes at the enemy, he's still <laughs> really, really cute, you know? Oh, that, it's just actually reminding me um, of one of the funniest little anecdotes. Uh, back in the, um, like early 2000s, like late 90s, early 2000s, during like the video game attitude era, uh, you know, the the Sega does what Nintendo era where all advertisements were just dunking on everyone. Yeah. Um, or it was a little while after this. And basically, when video game advertisers were like only dudes, and that like we are only advertising to dudes and we are not advertising cute. Kirby got pulled into that. <laughs> yeah. To like not to quite the degree that like they were fully mislabeling him, but there is I think it's on Kirby Air Ride, which is like one of the racing games. If you compare the um the Japanese to the American box art, they are the same, except the Japanese box art has Kirby with bright eyes and looks really happy, and the American one has him with angry eyes. <laughs> I've actually seen that. Yeah, I saw something like that online. They were comparing, you know, the Japanese box art for Kirby to American box arts. And it, it was exactly that. You know, he's all cute and cuddly on, yeah. on the Japanese. And in America, he's like macho Kirby. But he's still just a pink blob. He's still just a blob. And I'm just, I am trying to put myself in the head of that, like, advertising executive being like, no, no, we gotta, like, this, listen, it's a Kirby racing game. We gotta advertise it to the gamers. We gotta advertise, they're playing Gears of War. We gotta push Kirby. <laughs> Make him angry. But he's still round and pink. Now put angry eyes on. The kids will love it. Yeah, they're only short of putting, like, you know, glowing red eyes and fangs and blood dripping down his chin. And <laughs> oh, putting a gun in his hand, just to- do you know what that's the hilarious thing because in the new kirby they actually did add a gun ability (laughs) i kid you not he is able to fire guns and if you jump in the air and hold the fire button he'll actually do like this gun spray where he starts underneath himself and shoots forward and it's glorious it is beautiful who gave kirby a glock (laughs) Oh, it is the cutest that, like, if you upgrade it all the way, he gets, like, a little space helmet. He's got, like, a laser gun. It is adorable. That's absolutely bonkers. Uh, yo, Katie, I, uh, I, think, I, I, think, I think I might uh, I think I might have to join you in this loving with Kirby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> please do. Please come over to the Kirby side. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That sounds like an actual joy. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's so much fun. Like it, you don't even realize because it kind of eases you into it. You're like, oh yeah, this game, yeah, I, I figured it out, yeah. And then suddenly you realize you're in a really, really difficult boss fight, and you don't know how you got there. <laughs> it just happened. Oh lord, oh lord. Video games are fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you ever just gotta stop and just think, hey, video games—they're a net positive. <laughs> Yeah, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. (laughs) 
I got this console that I can play in my hand, sit in the couch, and then be completely baffled by what I see on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I can literally, you know, go from lying in bed playing a video game to, you know, walking downstairs into the kitchen while still playing the video game, not having to unplug anything. Technology, eh? I know. What, what would we Crazy do without it? <laughs> <laughs> We're so spoiled. You know, look, looking you know, back to uh, when we were kids and we had the little 8-bit, 16-bit Mario and look at us now. <laughs> you know who I better be really, uh, really jealous of, the, of, of all of our technology? Who? Vikings. And with that segue... <laughs> sidewind this conversation we've got a couple of minutes left i uh, i would like to wrap this out um with a short review i recently uh went to see the brand new movie the northman ah this generation's gladiator (laughs) not far honestly well i mean that's what the poster said yeah no i mean like that's it's 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 they're really pushing it, but like it, it isn't far off. It's a big historical epic, and I think it like it has been doing gangbusters. So it might actually end up being this generation's uh, this generation's gladiator. But I have been so stoked for this movie since I heard of it because Robert Eggers is one of the most interesting directors in Hollywood now. Um, he you you may know him. He did The Witch and The Lighthouse. Two movies I have not seen. <laughs> the Witch is... I actually only watched the, the Witch recently enough. It's very good, if not a bit weird. Uh, the goat is gold in every scene he's in. Oh, but, I, I, I did see something about uh, I, the director saying, don't ever use a goat when you're yeah, shooting. Yeah, no, Robert Eggers has put, on, has, put him, has put on tape. He will never work with a goat again. Apparently, it was way too difficult, which I did watch. There is no goats in the Northman. <laughs> Um, he learned his lesson <laughs> but I, I I, like the Northman is great everybody should go out and see this movie and like push it make it huge absolutely slam like make the Northman completely slam dunk everything else in cinema right now but everybody needs everybody should go and watch The Lighthouse because it is simply Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson just slowly losing their minds in black and white Ooh. while shouting sailor aphorisms. <laughs> okay, give that a go. I like it, it's one of these movies that works that like works to the benefit that you just know who the actors are. You couldn't tell you what the characters' names are because it kind of is just Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> just being themselves. Just being themselves. Uh like it it's 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 a bit like it's a two hour long movie. It it's a bit slow. It's a bit plotting, but like you will walk out of that movie with about ten of the most memorable quotes a film has ever given you. Oh, I like that. And you that. will and you will just end up shouting "Hark!" at people when when the tide rises. It just it is a great movie. Okay, I'm sold. Um. But yeah, the Northman. Sto- like it, it, like if you like historical epics, I think the Northman is is is, is, an, is an easy sell. Uh, Without spoiling too much, 
Give us a brief synopsis. I think brief synopsis is like it's it's a Viking revenge movie. It's young boy, a uh, young Viking boy. His dad gets it's 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 very Hamlet, even to the point that the mean that the main character is called Hamlet. <laughs> okay. Boy watches his dad die. Uncle marries his mom. Is on revenge quest to kill uncle. So it's that wrapped in a kind of wrapped in a big historical Viking epic. Uh, and just done incredibly well crafted, uh, very violent, very gory, very tense, but very well put together. Um, but also, uh, Robert Eggers has this way of just making of like having this dead serious suspenseful scene, but then he will break it with some of the funniest nonsense <laughs> I've seen in a long time. There is a sequence where the main character fights. Uh, fights, I'll just say a guy and like it's a really cool like one-on-one battle scene and it's really again, really tense, really well choreographed and Hamlet takes the guy's head off and without missing a beat, just picks the head up, the the rest of the body's falling on the ground, picks the head up and shoves the head into the butt of the dead guy (laughs) And then just continues walking on. And it's like, I I was the only person in that cinema that audibly laughed and everyone else in that cinema is wrong. That is funny <laughs> as hell. <laughs> oh, there, are, there are two types of people. Those who laugh at heads going up butts and those who are wrong. Those who are just incorrect. <laughs> that's, that's, that's comedy, folks. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, like I, I, I think I think the Northman is great. I, th- I, I really hope it. Uh, I really, it's it's been doing numbers. I really hope it, uh, it, it smashes the box office. I, I want Eggers to succeed. Awesome! Everybody, go see the Northman. Everybody, go see the Northman. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I suppose with uh, with with about a minute left on the clock, uh, anything you would like to throw in as a quick snippet, Katie? Um, I mean, I could go back to talking about Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> Give us, okay, okay. Without any context, Spitfire. Three moments from from Kirby that just that made you question your reality. <laughs> oh, Spitfire. Okay, let's see. Kirby light bulb. <laughs> Say no uh, more. Got it. Yeah, Cur- Kirby light bulb. Uh, uh, the the amorphous blob chasing you down a hallway. Um, and the big rig truck. That's all I'm gonna say. Put those three together. You got my sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, we are done here, folks. This week, uh, for a nerd to know basis. Um, uh, Katie, would you like to plug anything for the good people at home? Um, nothing at the minute. I am working on some new stuff. I'm I'm doing a comeback, but oh, no, nothing that exciting. I want to share right now because it's still in the works. Um, mm, but just mm. keep an Letting eye on see. keep you an eye on socials. Yeah, yeah. Not like it's not going to be a huge thing. I'm just kind of easing myself back into what I was doing before the pandemic and. Uh, you know, that's it. So just, yeah, keep an eye on the socials, Mannequin Blue, see what pops up. Hell yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, 
My uh, DD campaign is currently on an extended hiatus, but you can watch all of the VODs for that uh, on youtube.com forward slash the Nancy Crew. The campaign name is The Odyssey of This Bish. Uh, and as always, you can find me on uh, Twitter at KevTalica94 for just, you know, whatever I find funny at any given time. Maybe it's a bunch of beakers just staring at you. You got to go to my Twitter to find it. Um, this has been all, and we hope you all have a, have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Bye. Join us at MakesNoMedia.com. Okay. Hey, Dara, why are you doing over there in Ireland? Like with the freaking leprechauns and everything. That's not cool. You should be over there with the God players. At least then you can, like, I don't know, pretend like, I don't know, some kind of thing going on. Yeah, with that. You give me a different way. Yeah, with that. 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 Yeah, Check out the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. Alright, so you're listening to the podcast, you're like, hey, I'm not in Ireland, how do I get in touch? Well, TuneIn has you covered. That's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio. Um, you go to TuneIn and download the app, or you can check out the live streams on nairthnomedia.com or phoenix92.5 FM. If you want to get in contact with us, it's very easy. Media everywhere. Media on Twitter. Media Instagram. Media on Twitch. Media at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email. Hope to hear from you soon.